Hello there. Welcome to the Yummy Factor, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the mesmerizing world of filming food commercials. I'm Xander, food and tabletop director, and I'll be sitting down with the true masters of the craft, including directors, food stylists, practical special effects wizards, and anyone involved in this crazy world to hopefully shed some light on what it takes to make food look absolutely mesmerizing on screen. Today, I'm talking to food stylist Pedro Torres. We talked about how being a food stylist for big food commercials requires so much more than knowing how to make food look good on screen. It's all about solving problems in a highly stressful environment. You can check out his stuff on the link in the description. Welcome, Pedro. Pedro, a food stylist that I hold very dear. I have a lot of fun with him on set. So yeah, welcome to the show, Pedrito. Thank you, Mr. Sander. You are a food stylist. And it's funny because food stylist is one of those jobs that when I mention it to people who don't know anything about the business, they go like, a, a what? A food stylist? What does a food stylist do? Welcome to my world. That's one of my... My problem is too. Now that you have a chance to explain, how would you describe your role on a project? What is your responsibility as a food stylist on set? Well, I guess the main responsibility doesn't matter what or how you do it or what you're doing is the food looks good on camera, on the screen. Remember, this is not something that you study or someone teach you. It's something that you trade with the time and start to learn by doing. For instance, do you remember when we did this grill and then there was like fire and meat like bouncing and jumping and, and dropping? And that was a funny situation because like they said that they wanted meat of 300 gram fillet. And then after doing the setting, the lightning, the, the fire, the movement of the camera, and then bring the steak of 200 grams on the set and then drop it and it was ridiculously small. It looked like a tiny little thing that you drop in a huge barbecue and I was like, oh my God, this is not working. And I come back to a kitchen and cut like a huge mongoose, I don't know, fucking kilo, two kilo steak, like fry pan, grill it, put the grill marks, come back to a set, drop it. And if you see it in real life, that was like a, a ridiculous piece of meat though, but on camera because of the lens or the light, that was the right size on this grill. And that's what I mean. Like when, when, when you have on camera, on, on the screen, that's important part. That's what you need to be aware of it. And if behind the scene is, is a huge thing, well, it's a huge thing. On camera looks real. That's it. And sometimes because of light or lens or cameras, sometimes things doesn't look real. And then you need to make it look real, though. That's such a typical thing, because obviously when you do a commercial for food and, you know, you have this presentation where you look at everything that you're going to do. And obviously you look at the recipes or, or you know, the food that you're going to do. And then the gut feeling is always like, yeah, we want to see, a, I don't know, 300, 350 gram steak. But as you say once you set up everything and we use our lenses and, you know, especially if it's like a wide angle lens and then suddenly the piece of meat looks tiny and then you go, okay, bring a bigger one. So you go from 350 grams to maybe half a kilo and you're still tiny. And then, yes, suddenly you have this half a cow <laughs> bouncing on a grill. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I guess then your job is reacting to these kind of problems that, you know, some people in a meeting decide certain things and then you go, uh, -uh it's not working and you have to figure it out. 
Sure. And, and I mean, I guess with the time working on, on this field, I realized how, how important it is to be part of like the, this pre-production meeting, PPM, or like uh, at least a contact with the client or more than just like, okay, Pedro, we need you like for the next week for this job and you need to come and do your magic. And most of the time I do it or we can do it. But yeah, always good to talk with the director or with the client because then you know, I know what's happening or what's going to happen. And then I can say like, okay, wait a minute, this is not going to work. How early are you usually involved into a project like this? Uh, I mean, could be, I mean, that's the other thing. This this industry is a bit crazy though. It's Sometimes it could be like a month in ahead and everything is in order. And then you go and talk with the client and the PPM and the testing before the shooting and then go to a set. And suddenly in the last minute come the, the big boss and suddenly say like, no, but come on, how are you going to do a burger? Like we talk about it, it need to be a patty out of chicken. And no, 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 this burger looked too messy. We like the burger when they're like nice and tidy and clean. And me on the set looking... <laughs> Okay, okay, you know, and I, I can do it, <laughs> but it feels so weird. And we have a PPM, we have like a day for shooting like the moods and they like it and they choose it. And then I went to a supermarket and get all the food and put the things together and finally go to a set. And the very last minute, the big boss of the company said, then like, yeah, maybe we can do it more tidy. It's like, but as you say, that's a moment that you need to be able to react and resolve the things as they are. And that's crucial. Like, okay, well, give me five and send a runner to buy whatever I need to buy and rebuild whatever you need to build. That's also what we do on set in a way, because sometimes things run smoothly, but most of the time something will be like, ah, fuck, <laughs> like we have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right there. Then a big set and a filming set, then you are like fucking 50 people there and you not even have a real kitchen. You have like a kind of a kitchen with ovens and everything, but in the tent outside and with cold running water, let's say as the next level of how to improvise, how to react in this situation. Plus, and that's that's the other thing, then in a set, then show up the agency and show up the production house and then show up the director and the first ID and the art directors. The interaction with people, it's way more spread. So then slowly you need to learn how to behave with each one and everyone in a different way and somehow keep the balance of looking good on the screen, but also makes everyone happy and their job too. Because at the end of the day, what, what I find interesting and I said, the complexity of every shot on tabletop, because it's not just the meat bouncing on the grill, you know, it, it's also the grill that, that need to look used. And that's our direction or our department. And, and then on the back, there's certain things that need to look to the grill, makes make it look more full and not empty, not sad. And that's like a couple of paprikas or a potato or a salmon. And that's, I think, why this question is so interesting and so important of, you know, what are your responsibilities as a food sales? Because if you say that your job is to make food as delicious as possible for the screen, it's not just about the food. No, it's about, you know, the camera angle. Not every food looks delicious from a top shot or from certain angles, like if something is steaming or something is cheesy or melty or crunchy, you know, certain camera angles will work better for certain foods. And then also the light, if you want, especially like steam, for example, you need a dark background to show the steam. 
the grill. If the grill looks too new or too sterile, it kind of like loses the magic. The plates that you use, you know, like, is it a big plate, a round plate? I think you as a food stylist have very little influence about what gets to be decided, but then sometimes decisions will not help to make food delicious. Well, that's what I said before. I guess it's quite crucial to, you need to put this in context. All this, what we're talking, all this fantasy of like putting a grill and like the, the little uh, grill marks and the fire and the barbecue on the ground and the park on the back with people having some drinks or whatever is in the background. Everything, what I just described, need to happen in 40 minutes. When you say 40 minutes, it's just to put it in context, like, okay, you have you know, 15, 20 shots that you're going to do in a day and everything is scheduled very tightly and you're going to do the burger, you know, the, the meat on the grill, and then you're going to make that, that shot where the sauce drips down and then you're going to make, you know, the fries landing on the plate and every shot takes a certain amount of time. And then they tell you, okay, we have 40 minutes to get this shot done. Like everything has to be on point. Like the light has to be pretty. The camera movement has to work. Everything has to be in focus. The actors have to perform, you know, they have to smile, they have to eat and everything obviously. And the most important thing for these shoots is the food being perfect. The food has to be hot enough that it steams, it's melty, it doesn't look dry. So everything has to come together in the perfect moment. Exactly, that's what I mean. And sometimes happens to me, that, that's what I try to say personally, then somehow, um, I don't know if it's because of my personality or just the way of I'm doing the things, but when I'm on the set, I'm on the set. And if something doesn't look good, I just fucking move it. And it's had to like be a bit more more bossy around the set. And that's a funny thing because like in a certain way though, when it's like, okay, everything is working. I'm like, okay, no, wait a minute. This class is not working. No, but this, no, no, but seriously, exactly. Okay. Bring another one. Our department bring, change this and that. And, and okay. Um, the camera looks good. Cool. Again. Okay. Maybe the fork a bit more on the right, uh, or the, the knife or the little plate. Let's turn it a bit and let's change the, this background with the set of like a basket with bread. Let's put like a salad. Okay. So I need to run to the kitchen again and bring the salad back. And by the time when everything is fine, then finally, okay, let's do a three, two, one action. And the burger doesn't look good anymore. So then, then you need to run to the kitchen again and bring it back and put it there. And finally we have it. And that's in the best, very best case when everything sort of works. But when it's not, it's getting to like a, a snowball effect because something doesn't work and then, oosh, well, okay, let's do it again. And I look on my prep table and I have like, I don't know, five or six burgers sort of on the holding line, on the waiting list to be put it on the set. And on the last moment, I do a little retouch with the, whatever it's need to do to make it shiny or, or steamy or saucy. But then suddenly they they use four or five out of the six and you have prepared and you're not getting close to what they need to do. And then it's like, okay, I call the assistant or you run to a kitchen and build more heroes. Just to explain, a hero is sometimes when you're setting up the camera, you put in a burger, but it's a burger that doesn't look good. Exactly. When we talk about heroes, it's the final result, the very good looking one. The one who is before that is a standing That's why the people call it on, the, on this business. So it's just so you have a certain height and shape and blah. So you can like test the camera movement, test the lighting. Yeah. And that's a moment when you start to realize that things don't go well on the set. And then you need to keep producing heroes because one of them could be the final shot. But the next, next level. <laughs> 
as when happens this uh, the bite and smile situation, and that's always <laughs> and and that's one of the moments who I know that when I know when I see the script and I see like what what is the next shot and it's like okay bite the smile and prep I don't know ten burgers. Let's keep talking about burgers. Then. And yeah, like, well, it's coming and who's going to be the actor who's going to do it? Okay, that guy. And then bring the food. And that's a moment where I put my little table on the side of the set. I set up the burgers, whatever tools I need to make everything looks nice and shiny. And I talk directly with the actor normally and say like, dude, how hungry are you? Very hungry. I'm looking forward. Like, okay, hold on and really try to focus on this situation. Because this is either good or like a pain in the ass for everyone. The whole team going to suffer and you're going to be on the middle of this storm because you are the one who need to look good. So really focus what they ask you to do. Do it and try to make it as short as possible. Because otherwise you're going to turn into a shit. And sometimes, as I said, sometimes works. It's nice and easy. Like I take the burger. Mmm, delicious. And everyone like, yeah, cool. Well, let's do another one for safety. Mm, good. But sometimes it happens that the first one, ooh, you close your eyes. Too much. Okay, again. Ooh, well, a piece of the meat is in your mouth. Okay. Ooh, okay. Like a little sauce drop on your pants. Ooh, the burger doesn't look good. Ooh, 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 ooh. And then the fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth time, the guy like biting a burger uh, doesn't come natural anymore, though, you know? And then turn like even more hard to make it look good. That's why normally I try to talk with them like, dude, focus. This is a very important moment. And for me as a food stylist, also it's a problem because if they work on the first one, sweet. Normally I have like six or 10 heroes on the holy line. But when I see them on the number six and this is not working, ooh, I start to get nervous. Like, okay, um, shit. And I need to start to think like, okay, maybe you're going to need another two more or four more or let's see though. And especially the burger takes a lot of time to build. Yeah. I mean, this improvising skill, I, I, now talking to you, I realize it's, it's quite important because not every shot is the same. Not every client wants the same. Some of them, they, when they bite, they want it to be like perfectly sitting in the same place and nothing moves. And by the other hand, some of them, they want to squeeze them and like... Exactly. Some clients want the food always to be completely static. You bite into it, nothing happens. And the other ones want it to be real, to let the food breathe, for a lack of better term, that when you bite it, some sauce, not too much. <laughs> That's always the thing. Like, I want a little bit of sauce coming out, but not too much. <laughs> it shouldn't look messy. And, and I guess there's this fine line between something being yummy and something being disgusting and it's a very thin line very thin line yeah it can look super delicious but if you go a little bit too much you kind of go like Ugh, this is messy this is not nice yeah no, but it's true and this thin line it's doing by error though then i mean it's doing on the set because as i said there's a lot of factors that could be involved in that moment and of course if you have the whole day to do it i can sign in and then at the end of the day we're gonna have the shot but as i said before this is everything happened just and half an hour, 20 minutes, that's the time that you need to resolve that shot happens because then there's a huge list of more things coming. There's a time clicking the whole time on the back. So you need to be effective and resolve the things as they're coming. And there's one thing that you said that is super interesting and that's why I like working with you so much is 
you called it being bossy, <laughs> but I see it as being solution oriented. If you feel that something isn't working, you just want to fix it as quickly as possible. And if that means going into areas that is not necessarily your responsibility on set, you know, art direction and talking to the actor, you know, like you're directing in that moment. Also prepping the food in a way that, mm, okay, we want the actor to really bite into it. So you're going to make the burger a little bit bigger. So you really see his mouth opening up wider. As a food stylist, you're, and especially if it's a film about food, you're influencing so many different aspects of the production. And I think especially a production that is not very familiar with food, because I'm sure that you've worked with directors and productions who know a lot about food and, and they are planning accordingly. And you also have worked with people who don't know that much about food, whereas you have to be more that specialist and, you know, save the day. Yeah. But coming back to what you say, I found it interesting because you asked me at the very beginning, like, what is my main job or what, what do you think is a food styling main responsibility? And yeah, my first reaction is like, okay, the food looks good on camera. And it is, I mean, for me, but now then we start to like sort of dig and what, what is necessary to do it. It's also about being there and check for the details. And if the actor is a bit like non happy or too focused on what the people is giving actions, like a little like a clapping, a little joke, a little dancing, a little okay, let's give me the speaker. I play some like funny music. Okay, let's make it more chill. Okay, and a lot of time like first ideas, uh, who is like the assistant for the director or the same director or production is like, hey, like. <laughs> The food stylist is here. And happens to me in this job in, in Estonia, one of the actors was from Puerto Rico or like from Central America, I don't remember where. He talked just Spanish, so people was talking Estonian and the production was German. So the middle language was English, I guess. And this guy didn't talk English at all. So every time then when they need to give order to this guy, they call me. And most of the time, we had to really deal with food too. So the whole time I was translating and bringing the food and moving the things around and like giving orders somehow. Then the next day I met this actor in the hotel and he was like, hey, Pedro, like, what is your actual job? Like, what are you doing? And, and said, and I was like, I'm a food stylist. A food stylist? What is that? Well, the guy who looks at food, dude, I thought you were like the fucking boss here. You were like moving people, moving things here around and like like giving directions and talking like loud and very active. I thought you were like, I don't know. Wow, crazy. I thought you were the boss somehow there. Like, no, 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 no. As I said before, it's just um, whatever it takes to make that very second of a film or two seconds of someone bite something, that is the moment that everything needs to, or whatever needs to take it, to make it looks good, you do it. And it's not just related by food, no. It's the energy involved to make that happen. So I guess it's what we were talking about before we started the interview. Food styling is so much more than having these secret recipes of, you know, how to make the perfect ice cream or like what secret ingredients to use to make it look good. It is everything that you're saying. It's understanding what we're doing, understanding that there's so many different elements to make a cool shot look absolutely delicious and being there for that. But also you need to remember that, I mean, I'm relatively new in this business since, I don't know, eight or 10 years. And you start to realize slowly then 
seems to be like in a specific job food stylist, so something really specific, someone who makes food uh, looks good on, on, on screen. But slowly, you, slowly with the time, you start to realize that as, uh, as specific it is, there's more subdivisions inside of the business, though. And for instance, we are talking about the food stylists who work on the set with film in a production there's like 40, 50 people involved. But also, um, I do recipe books, for instance, too. As a photo shoot, it's just like three people on the set or five people in total with the client and that's set. And for that, you need to be very um, concentrated and focused on a moment because the photo is going to stay there static and not going to move. So whatever you put there, it's going to stay there. And if you need to remove that thing, you remove it. You, you don't need to build like 10 heroes. You build a hero and then you put it there and if work cool and if not well you build a second one and then become like little details and for that also there's a lot of little tricks and little skills and little secrets that you need to have but slowly uh, some i mean that was the beginning for me mainly photos and as i'm moving to the film and industry i realized in the film and industry is way more hectic is a way more a range of different factors than involved to make the yumminess uh, moment the yummy the yummy factor the yummy factor exactly <laughs> the yummy factor is involved a lot of little details it's not just the food on the table for that shot is it's a video there are things moving people doing actions and and light moving camera moving so this way more complex than this vision of a food stylist who come with like little tweezers and move like little thing and it's not like all clean and all perfect and everyone is sort of an ideal world no one in a film is more like sweat and running and and okay let's make it happen and okay it's way more hectic too so, yeah, I guess it depends also, like, what is the image that you have as a food stylist or which kind of food stylist you're doing too. That food stylists are just involved with liquids, just with Coca-Cola or coffee or whatever liquids involved. And they don't get much hands into, like, the barbecue, for instance. Another one who are more specialists in baking and other food stylists are just into, like, the little macro tiny little world so it's like the food salad is to prepare like a strawberry so yeah every time it suppresses me more and more like how different how little worlds inside of this little world exist though that's it for this episode of the yummy factor if you like the show please subscribe so you don't miss an episode if you have questions you can find the contact information in the description box the yummy factor airs every second wednesday of the month 